Sean Anderson walks the talk. He's built a million-dollar company, pedaled a bike 4,000 miles across the U.S., not once, but twice. He ran in a 100-mile race. He created adventures in more than 50 countries, including having walked across seven countries since 2014. Today, he is going to challenge us on how we can change our life forever by going the extra mile. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. John Anderson, and as you heard in the intro, he is definitely someone who has walked the talk. I really liked what you said there. Walking the walk is one thing. Walking the talk is another. So let's start with sharing a little bit of what that means, Sean. First off, it is a privilege to be on the Carol Graham's podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the privilege of being here as your guest today. And thank you, Sean. You have no idea how much you are going to challenge me. I need to hear this today, mm. and I know my audience needs to hear it. So challenge us. Well, let's talk about walking the talk. You know, it's easy in life to say, I'm going to do that. Oh, wow, I'm going to do that. People are so eager to tell us what they're going to do. Mm. And they might even start doing it. But soon life kicks in, they fade away, and what they were talking about do it, doing does not become what they're walking and doing. And I just believe that those that are the most authentic, especially when it comes to motivation and, and helping to inspire other people to, to get on with it and do their thing, they better be people that know how to inspire themselves and, and walk their talk. And uh, I know in the intro you had said that I'd walked seven countries since 2014. This past Saturday, I just returned from Spain where I walked across my hmm. eighth country. One thing that you said was that if change is going to be, change is up to me. I really like that. In fact, I repeated it several times. I thought about different aspects of that. What did you need to change in your own life before you began to motivate others? Well, I think it's just that, that understanding that that if you want things in life, you, you quit looking at your, your parents or you quit looking at the government or your boss or your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And you, 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 you stop thinking, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to get me to where I want to go? Because the more that we continue to keep on looking at people to create change for us, 
the more we're going to continue to wait for the rest of our lives. And so if change is going to be, it's up to me, it's looking at that man or that woman in the mirror and saying, what are you going to do to change your life? Because you're the only person in your world that truly has the power to control what you think, to control what you feel, to control what you do. And so if you've got that kind of power over yourself and you're not giving it away to others, think, feeling, doing, you've got the power every single day that you wake up to absolutely create the kind of day that you want to live. Thinking, feeling, doing, those are your superpowers, man. Don't give them away. That's how you change your life, by becoming the master of your own thoughts, feelings, actions. So how does someone change that mindset and... How do they address the excuses they make to themselves? Well, I think the greatest gift anybody can give themselves is the gift of self-awareness. That every time that you're thinking of pointing a finger to someone and you go, ah, 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 I see what I'm doing there. Every time you start you know, pointing at someone else being responsible for the situation you're in, it's that awareness. That moment is, well, I'm, I'm thinking that person's responsible for this, but really, what did I do? to create the situation that I don't want to be in. Self-awareness is the most powerful gift we can give ourselves because when we know, when we, when it comes back to us, that wrong thinking, that stinking thinking, those feelings that are bad, when we know that we are the ones that are starting them and continuing to perpetuate them, then that's the beginning of change. Awareness is the beginning of change because if you don't know that change is needed, how can change ever be created. Let me ask you this. Let's back up a bit here. Did something happen in your life to change your mindset or were you born a natural motivator? You know, I I don't know the answer to that question. I can't go far back in what might have triggered what, but I do know that one of the, the sports that I became very good at when I was a young person was golf. And golf is a sport that you know, it's a very individualistic sport. And if you're going to improve or get better, you can't look at someone else in your foursome or you can't look at anybody else because you hit that shot. You missed that putt. That was on you. And so I wanted to be not just a good golfer, but a great golfer. And I realized then that I needed to put the work into my golf game. I needed to spend the hours hitting the golf balls and the hours hitting the putts in order to improve. And I know that the more that I practice, the better I get. It's a funny thing. The more that I practice, the better that I got, the luckier that I got. And so when you start to understand the more time that you spend into yourself in improving your skill, your gift, your abilities, the more you're going to improve. And so I think as a young person, I understood that I took those same principles that I learned in becoming a great golfer, that the focus was on the time that I spent in becoming great. And I applied it to other areas of my life in intelligence, in attitude, in career, in working. I became very much aware that my actions determined my results. That is a powerful place to be when you know that your actions determine your results, that you have the ability to wake up today and you can say, what I do today will depend on how will depend, will determine how much I smile tonight. What I do today will determine how successful this week will be. When you operate from that sort of mindset, you have the ability to not only create a great day, a great week, a great month. You have the ability to create a great life. I still want to go back a little bit because I know that a lot of people, as you said earlier, will start something and they won't finish it. 
and there is the you know what for whatever reason and they lose the momentum excuses come life happens any number of things so when we're talking about actually changing a mindset from possibly a very negative one or even you know normal <laughs> to one that is motivated and to challenge ourselves back to the grassroots how do we do that how do we not get up one morning and say okay today I'm going to change is there some baby steps that people can take to secure that change that they want to see in themselves? You know, absolutely. It depends on the programming that you're putting in my head. Just wanting to change is only step one. Step two is is starting to to direct what's going into your head because what mm, goes into your right. what goes into your head will determine what you feel. What you feel will determine what you do. So if we know that, let's go to the very first thing. Let's 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 determine what goes into our head. For example, mm-hmm. every single morning when I wake up, the very first thing I do is I ask myself three morning questions. I don't sit there and go, oh my God, what do I have to do today? Oh, geez, I forgot to go to the store and get this. I've got this podcast coming up. I don't know. I mean, I'm rushed for time. I've got two other podcasts to do. I still got to do this. I'm not thinking about all the stuff I got to do that adds stress, that adds bricks to my wheelbarrow that I have to push all day. I'm not thinking about that. Three morning questions I ask myself to start directing my mindset into a positive direction from the very beginning. Number one, Man, what am I excited about today? I think about this. What one thing am I excited about doing today? Because what I'm doing already from the very beginning is I'm planting this idea of something cool to look forward to. Wow, what am I excited about doing today? Number two, who can I serve today? Who can I encourage? Who can I motivate? Who can I inspire? What one person am I going to do something so uniquely rare and awesome that it's gonna maybe change the whole momentum of their day. Number one, what am I excited about? Number two, who can I encourage or serve? Number three, man, what am I grateful for today? What one thing, I'm not thinking about all the things that I wish I had. I'm not thinking of all the things that I wanna change. I'm thinking about, man, what are you so lucky right now and blessed to have? So from the very beginning, I'm asking myself, what am I excited about? Who can I serve? What am I grateful for? Look what I've already done. I've already sent my mindset from the very beginning in a positive direction, started to outline that this day is going to be great because there's only positives coming. And so that's the beginning of my day. Not about what I got to do. Oh, crap, I got to do this. Oh, my God, this is hanging over my head. None of that, right? Directing from the beginning. You asked what are other things people can do to change their whole mindset. Number two, what are you reading? What stuff are you putting in your head? Are you spending all day long talking about the one thing that drives you nuts, politics all the time? Are you thinking about all the things going wrong in the world? Is that what you're reading about? Is that what you're reading? The news that's just telling you this is wrong and this is bad and this is horrible? Or are you reading something that inspires your soul? Are you listening to music that motivates your spirit? Are you having a conversation that feels great? Are you practicing maybe a yoga in the morning that makes you go, oh my God, that feels so good. So what are we putting into our head that changes our attitude, right? These are things that you control, not your neighbor, not your spouse, not your boss. This is all you. So what are you doing about it? Thank you. We are going to be affected by what we're seeing going on in the world or by the news or anything, but it's not, it should not be our focus. And I think that's one of the things I'd like you to address at this point about changing our focus. 
elaborate on that a bit? Well, it's what you prioritize. I prioritize in my life, I prioritize positive energy. I prioritize doing something to inspire other people or motivate other people. I mean, these are my priorities. I don't, I don't prioritize complaining about my stuff. I don't prioritize, you know, sitting there and getting stressed about this huge to-do list. Those aren't priorities to me. It's, those aren't my biggest values. Now, you, you have the power to determine your values. And, and so are you, are you really focusing on what you value or are you focusing on what, you, what takes away from your life? I mean, I'm always looking to, to add what adds quality to my life. I want more of that. I want more of the harmony. I want more of the health. I want more of the happiness. I want more of that. And those are gifts that the world doesn't give me. Those are gifts that I give myself, that we each have the power to give ourselves more health, more happiness, more harmony. Who wouldn't want those things? So if those are, if those are things that we want, we identify, what gives me better health? What gives me better health? If we, if we want more happiness, what are the things in my life that give me more happiness? Because that's what I'm going to focus on, not only in thought, but in action. Because when I do those things, man, I feel the feeling that I want to create. I feel the happiness. I feel the joy. I feel the positive service. I feel that, man. If I want more harmony in my life, what is it? What actions give me the harmony? And I do those. I don't wish for better health. I don't wish for more happiness. I don't pray for more harmony. I create them. And that's what we have the power to create. When you take your responsibility of being able to control your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, when you take ownership over those things, that's when your life changes. And when you start to change your life, you then have the power to give that gift to others. Everything you are saying is exactly what we need to hear. But how does someone actually take that first step and say, okay, today I'm going to be excited about life. Today I'm going to serve someone. Today I'm going to be grateful. Is there any key or is it just basically making that decision and running with it? I'll tell you what, the very first book that I wrote, I was pretty excited about it. Pretty much sure it was going to be a bestseller, probably the greatest book ever written. I got a no from the of publisher. Course. <laughs> I got a, I got a no from the publisher, the, the person I sent out. So I go, whoa, wow. Yeah. So, so I sent it out again and again. And I said, well, let's send it out to a couple other publishers. and Let's see what happens here. Well, I mean, could you be any less personal? The rejection letters seem like they were zero copies of each other. No, no, no. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm up to three or four or five rejections. Still thinking my book is pretty damn good. Probably the best book that's ever been written. Send it out to a few more publishers. Well, the whole process took over six months and 83 rejections. So I got to tell you, I just finished walking across the country of Spain. I was training at sea level in Marina del Rey, California. I was walking a route across Spain called the Primitivo, where the, the ups and downs on mountains were about 45 degrees. The first day, I probably pulled out every swear word that I possibly knew in my soul because my feet hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurt. And I was wondering, what TF am I doing out here doing this right now? I mean, I hated it so much. But I know that when you keep going and you keep persisting, when life 
hits you hard when you keep going that it's not going to kill me but what will kill me is what will kill my insides is not walking through and completing what I want to really do because that's when I start to sacrifice myself I know that so I kept going I kept going through freezing weather and and rain and all of that to get to the finish line because man if your goal is big enough it's going to rain on you you're going to walk through the tsunamis of life you're going to be hit with rejection after rejection life is not easy for any of us man people often say you know well john this is super you know who are you define yourself i'll tell you what i'm an ordinary guy who believes in living an extraordinary life and when you have that kind of deep rooted commitment to your own human beingness to your own life when you understand that life is short and probably an X number of years, I won't be here anymore. I won't be able to take any more breaths. When you understand that, then why would you ever let your failure, your defeat, your negative attitudes, your your life punching you in the gut, why would you let that stop you? Man, who cares 100 years from now what I did? Who cares from 100 years if I failed? So quit making it such a big deal to myself. Just keep trying, man. Keep trying. You know, what always excites me is not reaching the finish line of any of my goals, not crossing the last day of walking across a country. That's not what invigorates my soul. The, getting my book back from the publisher for the first time is not what inspires my spirit, but it's the journey along the way, the challenges, the struggles, the obstacles that I had to go through because those fed me. Those fed my soul, those fed my spirit, those inspired me, those helped me grow, those helped me become better. And when you accept that as a growth, as a beautiful thing, rather than a thing to run from, your whole life changes from there. Bang on. That's exactly what I was looking for, and I'm so glad you said it. The byline for this show is ordinary people who have overcome extraordinary circumstances, and that's almost verbatim what you just said. Also, the other part of this show, as you well know, and as you said in the beginning, is never, ever give up hope. And I've always asked people, where do you stop? Do you stop at day 15 of giving up and not going on? Or do you stop at year 15? The point is you have a goal in mind, you pursue that goal, you stick with it no matter what. And your example of what you just gave about walking is absolutely perfect. If you stop, what's going to happen? The same thing applies to anything in life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my friend John Maxwell, uh, he, he's got this quote that says, if you, if you have hope in the present, you have power in the future. So as long as you keep feeding hope, as long as you can measure the inch forward that you move that day, maybe you'd wanted to move a mile forward, but you only moved an inch, but yet you see the value in the inch, that feeds hope. I'll tell you that. I've got something called a dream box that sits on a, a table over there. On the end of each day, I take a small slip of paper hmm. and, and I write on this. I write, it, I, write, I write a little message. The message says, what, you know, what one thing, what thing was really awesome that happened to you today? I, I look for the highlight. What was, your, what was your highlight today? So it could have been the crappiest day in the world. It could have been a crappy day. But yet what's going on that piece of paper and into that box is the highlight of the day. When you continue to look for a highlight every single day, 
what you are doing is you are feeding yourself a whole bunch of hope for tomorrow. That's right. When you can see the highlight of today, no matter what happened, you wake up with just a little bit more hope in your spirit. Hope is what carries us through. Hope is what gets us the next foot, the next yard, the next mile. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to talk about Extra Mile Day, the Extra Mile Pledge, which is so exciting, and your books. And everybody need, there isn't anybody that this book would not appeal to and help. And so we're going to get into that in just a moment. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another. Gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. I trust that everybody is just resonating with what you said and excited about making those changes in their attitude, in their mindset, looking at life differently just because of what you have challenged us with. And I so appreciate it. We can all, we all need to hear this on a regular basis. Also, one of the things that you said as far as hearing this is we also need to tell others. So you made a statement and I'd like you to expound on that, please. And that is how important it is to be that whisperer for others to believe in themselves. Well, first off, what I what I what I believe the whisper is is the whisper. It, it, I guess there's two different types of whispers. The first whisper is is acknowledging that secret whisper inside yourself that says, "Ooh, that would be fun to do," or "Oh man, I'd like to go there." It's that initial thought that we have about something that that sounds exciting and motivating and inspiring. That's the whisper. Now, the question is, is do we take action on our whispers? Because I think the more that we take action on those little things that 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 are whispering to us to do, that's called that's called, you know, finding our uh, our authentic self. It's it's who we are. It's what inspires us. It's what makes us different. It's those whispers, those little things that we hear inside our own mind. Sometimes they go, oh, my God, that's so great. That's so great. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, I want to go. Those are our whispers. The more we take action on them, the louder the whispers will come to us and the, the greater chance we'll have of reaching our potential someday. However, when we stop acknowledging and taking action on the whispers – when we stop taking action on those little nudges that our spirit feeds us about, start the podcast, Carol. Go do a podcast. The podcast could be the coolest thing for you. When you don't listen to the whisper, eventually they go away and you start living a life that's very mediocre and mundane because you're not even close to living the potential that you were meant to live. The inner voice within you tells you what you love, but are you taking action and following through with it? Number one. Number two. Be the whisper for others. I learned earlier in life that the world is not rich with people who clap for others or encourage others 
But if the world is the world's got a lot of people that says, Carol, why do you want to do that? Carol, I don't know about that one. Carol, oh, Carol, why do you? Oh, Carol, come on, don't do that. It's just dangerous. It's it's just risky. You're not going to succeed. It's whatever. It starts to fill our brain with the things, all the things that we can't do, we shouldn't do, because we're listening to the world's whisper. Why not choose to be the opposite of the world feeds us and be the one that says, Carol, you can do that. You can do that, Carol. What a great idea. Oh, my God. I love that idea. Run with it. What can I do to help you do that? That's the positive whisper that we should be feeding someone every single day. That's the difference where our one life can make on the world every single day is what are you whispering out into the world? What are you sharing with people? I mean, if your whole purpose is to call your best friend and go, oh my God, that was a terrible podcast. I mean, this is so negative. I can't believe what my husband did. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Did you know what my dog did this morning? Oh my God. Oh my boss. What an a-hole he is. I, I mean, when you start whispering that crap to the world, that's, that's right. what that's what feeds you to be a negative person. It feeds the world to be a negative. So don't be that that person. Be the person that encourages, claps, and cheers for others. I call it being a battery charger of the human spirit. Oh wow! Just as there's, just as a, if there's a if there's a dead car. If you come to me in the morning and say, "Oh my God, Sean, my car can't start. I got to get to work. Can you hook up your car?" I take this battery. My I. I take the battery and I uh, cables and I hook it up to my engine and hook it up to your engine. I'm able we're able to get your car running, right? Well, a battery charger of the human spirit does the same way. When I connect to you through my words, through my thoughts, through my body language, I have the ability to get that to get that Carol car up and running a little bit better than it was running before. You said so many things there. It's like we need to capsulize this. It's just incredible. Everything you said has such punch, and I really appreciate that. I'm getting a new bumper sticker, and it says, Be a battery charger of the human spirit. I right? just love that. Right? Exactly. Right? And it's, you know, when you say that too, you're it's incorporating not just other people, of course, but yourself. And by doing that, it's what we're putting in, what's we're, what we're feeding. So you're covering all the bases. I really appreciate that. Excellent. Excellent. One thing on that, I mean, I live with passion 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and the reason I live with this sort of passion is because this is the passion that I'm feeding other people. And you can't help but inspire others and not deeply inspire yourself. So it's a secret I found when I was young. Right. I, mm-hmm. the, more that it, the more that I inspire, the more that I inspire others. How much power are you going to give the world to lead to live your life? How, how, how much influence are you going to give the people around you to de- make your decisions, to determine your directions? You know, how much, right. how much of your life are you willing to give away to others? And, and I think we get stuck. So many people get stuck on giving their lives away. That's just the basic truth. We just give our lives away till we have no more life left to give. Every day that I wake up, the things that happen to me, I take responsibility for them. I created that. I can create good. I can create bad. And I, and I, I also know that, that the actions that I do, what I, I'm, not, I'm, let, I'm not letting other people determine what I do today. I'm not going to give that power away. Why would I give that life away? And, and, and it's the same thing too. If you're, if you're around people in your world that are not feeding your best you, if they're not helping to encourage this best you, why, why are they in your life? That's another big thing. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, you, you can't move forward in life if you've got people that c- have continually have 
are chaining you backwards, that are holding you backwards. You can't ever move forward. And I'm, I'm a big proponent on the fact that I surround myself with the most positive, energetic, enthusiastic people that hold themselves accountable, that help hold me accountable to becoming the person that I, that it, that I am, that I want to be, that I want to continue to be, right? You know, I go back to the fact that I was raised in a two, a double parent alcoholic family. It was uh, certainly emotional and, and mental abuse that was pretty, you know, that was pretty intense. That was in, in formative years. But yet I, at a young age, I became financially responsible for myself because I realized right then that, you know, if change is going to be changes up to me, I, I, I understood that. I understood that I, to, to be able to, yes. to, to be able to become that human being that I wanted to be, no matter how hard it was, you break away, you break away from the influences that, that are hurting you. You know, people say, well, how can you break away from family? How can you break away from family? Well, I'll tell you, my family doesn't necessarily have to be blood. My family is what what is the blood of my soul. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My family is not the blood of my veins, but more the blood of my soul. And and I mean, sure, it might have been the conditions of the human beings that I was born under or with or became attached to at an early age and married or whatever. But but I'm not going to live my entire life under having made a bad decision or having been put into a situation that maybe I had no decision to make before. None of us had the ability to determine who our parents were going to be. None of us did. But all of us have the ability to decide how much influence the good or the bad of our parents are going to affect the rest of our life, right? Perfectly said. Yes. Yeah. we, we, We have these opportunities. Now, I understand that people are in relationships now. That are so abusive that if, that sometimes if they were to leave, that something really bad might happen to them. And mm-hmm. I understand that, and I'm not speaking to those people, but I am encouraging those people to go get the support and the help yes. and the services that that they need to break away because that is unhealthy. Yes. If there is any relationship in our life that is that is unhealthy, then the then the first person that has to decide that that's unhealthy and you need to get the hell out of there is you. And then if you're not able to do it on your own, you find the support system, the people that will help you find your healthy. We should all look for that. We should all every day find the, the groups belong in the systems, the, what, the groups, the organizations that help us find our best healthy. Because if you're not your best healthy, you'll never find your best happy. My goodness, you're a walking encyclopedia of quotes that I just want to turn into bumper stickers. There's so many. <laughs> there are so many here. They are so good. I'm going to put as many as I can remember onto the, onto the post notes. Now, we're getting short on time, and I definitely. I mean, everything that you've said here today is so good, and I know we've gone over a couple things more than once, but I think it's important for whoever needs to hear this. So let's switch gears a little bit now. I want you to talk about what Extra Mile Day is and what the Extra Mile Pledge is, and then let's talk about your books. 2009, uh, a lot of stuff was hitting America and the world really hard. I mean, it was a, it was a, an ec- economic disaster in the United States. Uh, banks were Banks were closing, foreclosures were at an all-time high. I mean, we were in a real critical condition, and I felt that a lot of people really started to lose hope. I mean, the headlines were 
the headlines were horrible every day and people were starting to think, oh my God, how's this going to affect me? I felt we were at a time in history where people started to look at the, to the government and say, what are you going to do? What program are you going to create to help me? To help me? They started to look at their boss and saying, what are you going to do to make sure that our company stays stable and that I can continue to pick up my paycheck? I felt that that even continued on to relationships. They'd look at their spouse, their partner. What are you going to do to make our relationship better? They forgot the general premise, number one, that if you want to create positive change in your life, you don't look at the government, you don't look at your boss, you don't look at your neighbor, you don't look at your, your best friend, you don't look at your spouse, you look at the man or the woman in the mirror. But yet you don't continue to do the same thing. It's one thing to understand that you're responsible for your life, but if you want to change your life, you don't continue to do the same thing. You don't walk the same walk, but you've got to do a little bit more. You have to add more value. You have to go the extra mile. So as a symbol of going the extra mile, at that time I was a non-bicyclist, a true non-bicyclist, and I decided I needed a forest gump-like symbol of what it means to go the extra mile. So I took my <laughs> non-bicyclist body and I pedaled a bike across the United States, but that's the only the beginning of what hmm. this extra mile America tour was all about. Along the way, along this 4,000 mile journey from San Francisco all the way up to Boston on a bike, my team and I created events in 21 cities across the country with mayors of those, with those cities. And, and I had the privilege of interviewing in prearranged interviews. I had the privilege of interviewing over 200 people that had been identified is having gone the extra mile, having gone the extra mile and following through with a dream and overcoming a severe obstacle and making something great happen, of having to do more than just, than just the norm. At the end of my ride across the country, at the end of the 21 cities, at the end of interviewing 200 people, I gave away $10,000 of my own money to the stories most inspiring to me. Hmm. That's, that's how going the extra mile first started. Now, it's interesting that as I was pedaling across the state of Nevada, I kept on trying to think of ways that we could get exposure, media attention to, to help plant the seed more. How can we get more people to understand what this going the extra mile thing is about and how it changes lives? I'm pedaling across the state of Nevada. It's the only, it's the only part across the country that a bike can go pedal with the big giant rigs because there's no other way to cross Nevada. It's 110 degrees. There's one stretch in Nevada about 60 miles long where there's no rest stop. I'm just up there with the big rigs blow me over. I'm, I'm having heat stroke. And I'm thinking, what else can I do? What else can we do? I had this, I had this idea, create extra mile day. When we, when I got to the, back then we had no real cell phones. I mean, I got on a phone, I called my staff. This is, I've got this idea. It's extra mile day. Call the mayors that we're working with and let's tell them that on November 1st, 11-1, cause I just liked all the ones, how they flew together. One, 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 11-1, November 1st, we're going to have extra mile day. And what extra mile day is, is the mayors have to look within their own cities and towns and find the people going the extra mile hmm. in, in volunteerism and service that are making the community better. Have them declare extra mile day and recognize these heroes. November 1st, 2009, the very first year I was jazzed that 23 crazy mayors across the U.S. believed <laughs> in my vision. 
23 cities declared Extra Mile Day. Well, Extra Mile Day has continued every day since 2009. It will continue this year, November 1st, 2021. Last year, there weren't 23 cities and mayors that declared Extra Mile Day. There were 512. Oh, my word. 512. Because sometimes when you follow through with your whisper, when you hear the whisper, when you take action on the whisper, the whisper can grow into a shout so loud that the rest of the world can hear. And the pledge? Is this part of the pledge? The pledge is a new thing. The pledge is something new because the extra mile thing is my thing. The extra mile thing is my thing. What the pledge is, the, the pledge is a personal pledge to go the extra mile by choosing one okay. person every day. And doing something positive and difference-making for that person, that's the extra mile pledge. What can I do today to go the extra mile for another person? It could be the checker at the grocery stand that you just really care about and just say, hey, how are you? What's going on in your life? That's going the extra mile. It's, it's, it's sending the email to the person who's been you know, having a little bit of challenges lately and say, hey, man, I believe in you. I got to tell you, you're awesome. You're amazing. And you're going to get through this. If there's anything I can do, you call me. That's going the extra mile. It's, it's the person who's been having trouble with their, their health lately and saying, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go for a small hike on Saturday. Join me. That's going the extra mile for some other person to make their world better. And the more that we go the extra mile for others, the more that we find that we turn our own life upside down in the most positive ways for ourselves. That's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying that it's a little bit like the pay it forward concept of years ago. But this is also you, you don't have to wait for someone to give something to you. You can start it. You know, and going the extra mile, I mean, there's so many ways we can go the extra yes. mile. I, just, I wish if I could teach... If someone said, "Hey, Sean, if you could teach if you could teach school kids one one lesson in school, what would you teach?" I would teach them the whole power of going the extra mile, because there's nothing in your life that can change your life more than going the extra mile of, of living that philosophy every day for your health. What did you do today, Carol? That went the extra mile for your health. What did you do today that went the extra mile in your career? What did you do today that went the extra mile in promoting your broadcast, your podcast? What did you do today that went the extra mile for something that you care about? Every single day, if you live that philosophy, mm -hmm. if you're looking to add more value, it's a general rule of Einstein's science. The more value you add, the more value that returns. That's right. Oh. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's excellent. Anything you want to say about your books? You know, if, if people are interested in if they if they felt that anything that I have said today resonates with them, I at seananderson.com, S-H-A-W-N, Anderson.com, you can find my books. There's seven of them there. And 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 I believe that the most empowering books are not the ones that give you rules on how to be more powerful or empowering or rich or mm -hmm, healthy or mm -hmm. successful. The ten rules to be more healthy. I don't write like that. I've Ogmandino is a writer that had a great influence over my life because he, he taught me that, that the most inspiring books can also be written in fictional stories. So my last yeah. few books have been written with fictional characters and inside these blended, interesting, intriguing, fun books are principles that will change your life. Go read one of my books. Be introduced to my, my character called Amicus. And I guarantee you, 
<laughs> that your world will be different. I think the listeners today, if they take even a portion of what you said, their world will be different as you have influenced and motivated each one of us. And I thank you for that. Any last words? Gratitude. Gratitude, Carol, for having the courage and overcoming all the obstacles you have had to overcome in creating the podcast that you are now proud to have, you know, been the owner of for the last eight years. Thank you. That is most kind. And thank you, Sean Anderson, for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. Gratitude. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.